2: Hey everyone and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby. During the month of July, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsco, and I are bringing you the podcast version of our 20 questions about the Browns. Every weekday we'll have a post from one of us on cleveland.com slash browns answering a question about the team as we head into training camp at the end of July. We'll also have accompanying podcasts each day where the three of us will discuss the topic. We cover everything from Baker Mayfield's accuracy to who will start at Right Guard. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget to check out Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns, news, analysis, what we're thinking and hearing, and more. And the best part is you can text us back and we'll text with you directly. It cuts through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers that includes Terry Pluto and Doug LaMaurice exclusively for our subscribers. We held a virtual draft event the week before the draft this year, and we also held a virtual event where we talked all things Baker Mayfield. You probably heard both of those on the podcast, but if you weren't a Football Insider subscriber, you didn't get to participate and have your voice heard because these events are only open to our Football Insiders. If you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insiders, $3.99 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started. Again, to get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription, text 216 3965. Now, let's get to our question for today. And today's question, Mary Kay, is what?
0: The question is, will Baker Mayfield improve his accuracy this season? I'm going to say yes. I think he will improve it significantly. He was second last in the NFL in completion percentage last year, which is kind of shocking for him because he's known for his deadly accuracy. And it was just so weird to see him being so off on so many of his passes last year. I think those days are absolutely over. I think that he's going to be back to his pinpoint accurate self this year. I've seen him things do some amazing things with the football in practices and throwing into nets and hitting crossbars and things like that. I think he's going to be back to that this year in part because he's going to be better protected. He's got his two new tackles. Uh, and, and I just think that he's going to have the confidence to, to be able to take his time and, and find his mark and to hit his mark. So that's one reason why I think he'll be more accurate.
1: I mean, yeah, I think you you say yeah because <laughs> the bar's really low at this point yeah. after what happened last season. Um, so wow, if he if he doesn't improve, the Browns are in some serious trouble. Um, but I do think it'll improve significantly. I think you had his college career where he was known for his accuracy. You know over 70% completion percentage as a rookie he did well and he showed that he could still throw the ball into tight windows and he could make good decisions whether he's in the pocket or on the run under pressure whatever the case is Um, but all that fell away last season and I think anybody who watched the Browns know that knows that it was maybe it was like a perfect storm maybe of things that happened from you know issues with his receivers to offseason work that he didn't get with with you know Odell to what happened at the tackle so you had all those things going on and you had a rookie head coach calling plays which as we know didn't work out as well as everybody had thought it would after after 2018 so you put all those two to get all those things together and you get what happened to Baker Mayfield last season I think you wash away a lot of that yeah there's offseason issues this year but he did have a year with those receivers. He seems to be. This whole offense seems to have more of a focus this year, even though they haven't been on the field yet, which is saying something, to, from you know compared to where we were last year. So I think you look at all that. Baker has to get better because again, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, he's probably not here for a third year or for a fourth year.
2: I, I always go back to with accuracy. <clears throat> whenever I've heard coaches interviewed or they talk about it. I think about a guy like Mike Leach who really values accuracy and I heard him on a, on a podcast a couple years ago he's a guy that really tends to believe that accuracy isn't something you necessarily learn. um they're, they're, you know and you hear other coaches talk about that too you, you know you're either kind of accurate or you're not and sometimes you know you fix your footwork or you know your footwork gets out of whack or something gets out of whack and that kind of throws off your accuracy but ultimately. You're either accurate or you're not. And, I, and that's sort of how I feel about it, too. And I think Baker is accurate. I, I think he's just got to get things cleaned up. I think he's got to have confidence in his line. I think he's got Alex Van Pelt, who is working on his footwork already, right? Out of the shotgun, he wants his left foot forward. And I'm sure that there's more footwork being worked on. Um, throwing on the run. I'm sure they want to get him back a little bit to more what he was doing in 2018. I just don't think that, I don't think that accuracy disappears. You know, I, I think it's other factors. If you get those other factors cleaned up and get Baker comfortable and get him back on time, I, I think you're going to see that accuracy come back. So uh, I think coaching is really, um, really why I'm, I kind of have faith that they're going to, we're going to see a more accurate Baker Mayfield. And the guy that coming out of Oklahoma was known for being able to put that ball wherever he wanted to put it.
0: Yeah, you know, this is a, again, we've talked about this so many times. It's a weird offseason because he's trying to implement new footwork in a season when he's kind of having to do that by himself. Now you can do a lot of things on Zoom and and Alex Van Pelt has really worked hard with him uh, from a virtual standpoint to make sure that his footwork is the transition to leading it with his left foot and those kinds of things, that it's going very well. Uh, But he is still going to be, I think a little bit of a learning curve when he gets on that field. uh, He's going to have to be trying to do it from, Muscle memory and not thinking too much. You don't want him out there thinking, "Oh my gosh, am I leaning with my left foot? Am I doing this right?" Uh, He he's got to really have that ingrained by the time he gets on the field. So he's learning a new offense, new terminology, new footwork, some new personnel, new timing. Precision offense. Uh, So he's got a lot on his plate in order for him uh, to be more accurate this year. Having said that, he's a very quick learner. And uh, he he really does seem to assimilate things very quickly. And when he when he does have that confidence, and when he does trust in what he's seeing out there, I think he will put the ball on the money like we're used to seeing him do. But again, he's got a lot to overcome before he can get to that point.
1: But they, they've kind of they built this whole offense around him, and and everything they've done in the off season, it seems to like they've wanted to benefit Baker, you know. You've you got two tackles, you, you've upgraded those two positions, you've you got you know, one, the best tight end in free agency, um, you know, you, you're getting your receivers healthy, and you have now a full season of Kareem Hunt, and everything just seems to be pointing to, all right, this, the table is set, just go out and do what you can do, you know, and, and things will be okay.
2: So let's expand this why do we believe Baker is going to be better this year than he was last year? What We mentioned obviously the coaching and, and all of that. We could circle back on some of those things, but just beyond the accuracy, I, I think we all believe we're going to see Baker Mayfield closer to 2018 than Baker Mayfield in 2019. Uh, so why? What, what, what are some of these reasons as to why we're going to see a better Baker Mayfield, not turning the ball over as much, and a guy who maybe has a chance uh, to at least Pro Bowl consideration at the end of this season?
0: You know, there's, there's two reasons that are a little different than his own mechanics, his own supporting cast, uh, you know, that I think that, that will be a factor this year. And that is, number one, I think he's going to have a better defense. I think he will have a better defense this year, and I think that will help him tremendously. The defense last year was tied for uh, 20th or 19th uh, with, I think tied for 19th with 20 takeaways. I think that number will increase. I think that Joe Woods will work very hard to get these guys attacking the football and set Baker Mayfield up with better field position. I also think the return game will be better. So, I mean, that that wasn't my other thing. Um, but I, I really do believe that he's going to be set up uh, with, like I said, better field position, a shorter field to operate on. And I think that will help him tremendously. I think they're going to get way more turnovers than, than 20 this year. The other thing I was going to mention was that um, the schedule for the most part is easier than it was last year. They, I think they had a, a tougher schedule. Now, when I say that, then I look at some of these games and I'm like, geez, you know, the Cowboys look <laughs> like they're going to be really good this year. And, right. And Ben Roethlisberger is back. So, you know, you just can't count that as, I mean, from a strength of schedule standpoint, they have the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL. But that doesn't mean that those teams are going to be pushovers this year. Joe Burrow is now with the Bengals, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, things have changed for some of those teams, but still, uh, for the most part, it's not, they're not playing all the juggernauts, they're not playing all the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And, you know, I I think that he has an opportunity to, to do better from that standpoint.
1: Uh, I mean, at the top of the list, he, he isn't doing as many commercials this offseason, right? Isn't that what, what, what his downfall was last year? Yeah. According to, yeah. to most of the comments uh, we got on social media from from fans. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it probably starts with just with the scheme of the offense and the fact that it isn't something you're trying to figure out how to make it work. It's something that they've all seen work in Minnesota. And they saw Kirk Cousins thrive in this offense with Kevin Stefanski. Um, it's going to put him in position to be successful. It seems like just the focus that they have that they didn't have last year, you know, during OTAs, we kept hearing how they're throwing all these things in the pot and they're trying to figure out how, you know, the running attack from green Bay fits with, with what, what, uh, you know, Freddie, Freddie brought from Arizona and all these different types of, of schemes and offenses they wanted to use. And then you tack tack on, okay, how are we going to get the ball to, Odell Beckham Jr., who's now a new part of all this. So now everybody's coming to this offense a little more intact. You know you, you had Odell last year. You saw what he looked like with Jarvis. You have two new tight ends that you know can, can be part of this offense because you've seen how it worked in Minnesota. So I think everything's just kind of set up, I think, for him to be successful. Not saying that he – guaranteeing that he will, but it just seems like the table is set, and it starts with the scheme that Stefanski's bringing in.
2: You know, I think the schedule is something we haven't talked about a lot. So let's, let's let's continue down that road a little bit because it's it's not just, you know, you mentioned the quarterbacks that, that the Browns will face this year. But the good thing for Baker Mayfield is he doesn't have to face those quarterbacks. He faces the defenses, right? And when you look last season, I, I just pulled it up on Football Outsiders. They do their uh, their DVOA ratings, which is an efficiency rating, and these are the top passing defenses by their DVOA numbers. New England the Browns played. San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Those are the top five. The Browns played all of those teams. Uh, The Rams were 10th. Uh, You've even got Denver at 14th. Seattle was 15th. So you've got a bunch of teams that the Browns faced, especially early in last season, last year, that were really good pass defenses. And then you kind of start to look at, at the bottom last year, you know, Indianapolis was 19th. Uh, so they they play the Colts this year. You think that's going to be a tough game, and it probably will be, but at least that defense isn't of that caliber. Houston, right, that's probably going to be a tough game because Deshaun Watson is really good, but also they weren't a great pass defense last year. That doesn't mean they won't be a great pass defense this year, but at least he's not coming out of the gate and facing these super elite uh, defenses, especially, you know, a team like New England in the rain in Foxborough. Uh you know, I mean that game was just a complete mess where Nick Chubb fumbles twice. I I think there were situations last year where where he just didn't really have he just didn't have a chance. And you don't want to make excuses for the guy because you want to be an elite quarterback, you've got to beat great defenses, but it was a really tough get out of the gate for him.
0: It it really was. I mean, when you stack it up like that and and, and put them all together, you know, you just realize what he was up against uh and also At a time when he wasn't having an opportunity to practice with his two receivers most of the time. I mean, we watched, we would go out to practice and those guys would be, you know, over there on the sideline for a lot of that during the week. And so that did not help matters. And then couple that with the fact that there was a complete, absolute disconnect between the offensive coordinator and the head coach who was calling plays. Uh, You know, that was a complete and utter mess. Uh, and that, that, you know, that just kind of threw Baker off. So he didn't go into those games. I mean, whenever I talk to somebody, you know, some of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks, like Kurt Warner, he always says, the hallmark of a really good quarterback is being able uh, to, to, to rise to the occasion against the best opponents, the best, against the best competition. So when you go against, you know, the 49ers and, and Jimmy Garoppolo and, and that defense, you've got to be able to step up your game. And, and play your best football on that day. And we never really saw Baker do that last year. He never really played uh, his best football against the best teams and the best quarterbacks and co- make those fourth quarter comebacks. And, you know, and you, you know, he never instilled in you last year that feeling like he was invincible. Remember when, when, you know, you used to watch Bernie Kosar and you had that feeling like he can do anything. You know, he can win this game. He can pull this out. You have that feeling about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, it doesn't matter how how far you're down in a game. He's going to come back and win this darn football game for you. And we did not see that from Baker Mayfield last year. That's what he has to do this year. And like you mentioned, Scott, they have have done everything that they possibly can to set him up for that success. And I do think, even though it's a ridiculous offseason, I still do think that if he doesn't show – really great signs of, of being able to get the job done and being a, an excellent franchise quarterback this year that something's wrong.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right with not being, not being that guy who can maybe overcome things. Uh, you wanted him to build off of his rookie year. And even though there were a lot of things kind of conspiring against him in a way, I mean, it had to be depressing to go into last season and see that the Browns did nothing to upgrade a tackle on either side. Um, you know, But then, again, you're the number one pick in the draft. You're the quarterback. And the Browns need the quarterback to be the guy who can kind of rise above that and carry the team when things aren't going that great. And he wasn't able to do that. I think we talked about in previous podcasts how he did okay against the Blitz last year, but surprisingly he did really poorly out of a clean pocket, which just kind of epitomized the weird year that he had that how he wasn't doing things that he had done in previous, the previous year, obviously in college. Um, And I think a lot of it went back to uh, that offensive line and knowing that he was going to have to go through a full season with Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard kind of guarding the ends there and knowing how much they struggled doing it the year before. Um, And that led to him, again, running himself into trouble and, and, and all the issues that we saw. Uh, But, not being able to overcome all that I think was one of the biggest disappointments because you want to see your quarterback become the guy and kind of carry your team and, and just will you to a win. And that just didn't happen.
2: And I, and I think too, um, you know, you you've got to be good against good defenses. And we saw it at the end of 2018, you can't gloss it over. They played two really good defenses in that stretch. And he threw three interceptions in Houston and threw three interceptions in Baltimore and he played really well I thought in that second half against Baltimore but he still threw those three interceptions including the one at the end of the game um, last year a lot of interceptions and you know like that Monday night game in San Francisco you, you kind of have to balance like that offensive line was just completely overwhelmed and in some cases he just didn't have a chance but at the same time you've got to find a way a little bit, at least, to not lose, what was it, 31-3 to 3 on, on Monday Night Football. <laughs> I know that's a really basic way to break it down, but you, you've got to find a way to be better. And I'll give Baker credit. I don't think – I'm trying to think if I've ever really heard him make a bunch of excuses. I've never heard him stand up there and make excuses. I've never heard him do one of these interviews where he makes just excuse after excuse. And, in fact, he had an opportunity to do it when we got a chance to talk to him this offseason, and he didn't. He didn't say, well, I've had four coordinators. And it's been, he said, no, you know, I'm happy to learn from these guys. I'm happy to learn from these football minds. So I think from that standpoint, he's willing to, you know, take that accountability and be the quarterback and understand I'm going to get too much credit when we win and too much blame when we lose. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and throw people <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be accountable. So I think, I, I think that's a positive sign that he's going to take it upon himself. Um, that, that's what a quarterback does.
0: I think another uh, a couple other reasons that lead me to believe uh, that, that he will be more accurate and that he will do well this season. Uh, remember when, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, the way that he rolled out Brian Hoyer and the way he did that with all the quarterbacks that he coaches, uh, Baker Mayfield's going to be doing that a lot more this year, just kind of getting out there, getting out in space, and, and throwing on the run. And it's one of the things that he does so incredibly well. I mean, he throws. On the run, maybe better than he does almost anything else. He is—I mean, he—he he can throw off of his back foot. He doesn't have to be perfectly set, and he just is—you know—agile enough. He's got enough torque and enough control over his body uh, to to hit his mark when he's out on, on when he's on the move. And he's going to to be on the move more this year. And I think that's another reason why he's gotten leaner and meaner. We haven't even talked about that. He got a little—you know—he he, he beefed up a little bit last year. And he wanted to be able to absorb the hits and to absorb the blows that were going to be forthcoming. This year, he's gone back in a little bit in the opposite direction. We've seen what he looks like on social media. He has really transformed his body. I mean, he is, again, he's lean and mean and muscular. I mean, he has—he—he he looks really, really good uh, just in terms of just body fat and physique. And I think they must have, they probably asked him to do that. They probably said, you know, we need you to muscle up and, you know, lose a little body fat. And it was almost like he was getting a little bit of a dad bod there for a little bit. (laughs) But, um, but anyways, so, you know, I think that that's going to change and it's going to enable him uh, to get out and be a little bit more athletic and throw on the run, which he does so well.
1: Whenever I hear about players doing off season diets, I think of Cody Kessler and his 16 baby carrots that he ate every day. (laughs) <laughs> to, uh, to drop the weight and get more muscular for his, uh, his second year. It didn't work out for him. Maybe, maybe this will work out for Baker. Um, but, yeah, getting back again to scheme, Baker, even through all his troubles, was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last year when you had multiple tight ends and or multiple running backs on the field. So he figures to be in those schemes a lot this season with Kevin Stefanski. So that's, you know, that's something that's going to help him be a little more accurate and excel because we've seen him do it, even last year when he had such a poor season
2: yeah if you're sitting around wondering what you missed this off season as a fan as a consumer of media it's diet stories
1: there you go completely
2: <laughs> missed it was the, the cody kessler uh the one year it was Corey coleman admitting that he ate too many was it french fries i don't know what it was jarvis landry told him that he didn't eat right so he hired a chef and you missed the diet stories folks that's what you lost out on all right that is it for our question of the day. Make sure you check out the series at cleveland.com Browns. we got a new one every single weekday and a new podcast to go with it every single weekday. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe to football insider to get texts from us all the way leading up to training camp. So for Scott and Mary Kay, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening.